Welcome to Suck You Books. Books that suck you in and books that suck. The podcast book club you never knew you needed. And maybe don't. In this podcast, we discuss and dissect paranormal romances. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode three of Suck You Books. But first of all, the world is going to shit. How are you doing, Renee? All the freedoms I spoke about last month, we still have, except good luck not getting COVID. Now, now, like now I know every, like lots of people have it that I know now. And it's just, it's a weird world to be in now, Mm -hmm. knowing COVID people. But I mean, we're not having to isolate so far, which is all right. Lots of people in my, um, family are so Christmas is going to be postponed you could have a bunch of people over for Christmas if you wanted to Mm -hmm. but you're choosing not to because it's safer well yeah and also there is seven people in my family who either have COVID or are close contacts of someone that's had COVID so they're isolating so my sister for example is isolating because she was with someone that has it so far Mm -hmm. everything is coming back negative for her um, and it just doesn't feel the same when like half of your family is not there. So yeah, totally. anyway, the kids won't know a difference. They'll be, they'll just get two Christmases this year and oh, I'm just over it. Maybe we I should know, become vampires and then we don't have to deal with this shit. <laughs> or have sex with a COVID monster man. Or no, wait, that killed her. That no, killed yeah, that her? killed her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got so much like good feedback about that episode. Uh, yeah. So Everyone many people were it. super into it. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. I'm a little bit worried about, like, sophomore sophomore syndrome or whatever it's called. Like, this book isn't going to, like, match up to that one because I don't think any book can match up to the coronavirus, kissing no, the coronavirus. I but... No, I don't think so either. That I was concerned, too, that, like, everyone's just into the book and not us. How rude. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. Our government just shut everything down, so Christmas is a question mark and whatever this will be our second christmas where everything is fucked up so it's just life now like who knows well now there's no reason why nobody should be listening to our podcast because there's nothing else for you to do yeah what the fuck else are you doing there's no life we are talking about vampire claws by robert Mm -hmm. winter which was yes pretty good book yeah i did like it was a fucking love story yeah it was raunchy (laughs) holy shit (laughs) it was like page after page (laughs) to page mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pearls were clutched a lot <laughs> in this one yeah red cheeks and just like whoa okay oh, i know yeah yeah two yeah. sexy men <laughs> i was sad when this one ended actually i think it could definitely be like book one two three like maybe a triptych or mm. something like you could t- follow those two around anyway Totally. We will get yeah, anyway. into get it, into that. but we are talking about vampires so what do you have today Paranormal particulars. Our protagonist, Taviano, who we'll all meet shortly, is Italian. So in honour of him, um, we're travelling to Europe to discover the first ever documented account of a real person being described as a vampire. So we're going to Croatia and we're going to discover Yuri Grando. So he was a vampire, or as they're called in Croatia, Strigon. Definitely didn't pronounce (laughs) that right. Yuri Grando died in the town of Kringa. Again, I'm really sorry to anyone that knows the language. In modern day Croatia in 1656 and he was 77. Yeah. That is old. That's mm-hmm. freaking immo- That's why they thought yeah, that is that, old. because they're like, no one ever lives this long. He must be some sort of creature, immortal yeah. creature. We all die at 35. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he was looking like Prince Philip at this point. Um, <laughs> and so like I'm assuming most people I guess in Croatia were Yuri was buried in the local graveyard by the town's priest and the legend goes that once he died he would come back every night come out of his grave and terrorize the town so people reported seeing his corpse wandering the streets sick <laughs> yeah really sick so it happened for 16 years every single night this guy would crawl out of his grave and walk along the streets like a crazy extended weekend at Bernie's or something I don't know it's <laughs> Just wild. Every and night, though? Yes. Every no- I don't understand. It's the same thing about the dancing plague. Like, these people are just willing to let things go for so long. There he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy Yuri. Last night. Hey, dude. Yeah, oh, look at that. What's is- up? Yeah. <laughs> just on my walk. Blah. Oh, fuck. So, yeah. So, he went for a little stroll. But then he'd also... I guess he played like a really sick and twisted like version of knock and run on the townsfolk. I'm going to read a little 
excerpt out of um, an article that I read. So according to Hussein Sumra, who wrote this article, every night for those 16 years, the good people of Kringa would hear knocks throughout the city in the middle of the night. Isn't that terrifying? The knocks were warnings, a promise that someone who lived in a house that had its door knocked had little time left on this world. Whoever's door he knocked on, someone who lived there would die in a few days. So legend goes. And it was also believed that the person died by being eaten by the vampire, by him. Well, he didn't do it very Why would he warn them? He's like, I'm coming tomorrow. Just like make sure you shower. I don't want to suck on a disgusting neck. I've got no idea. I mean, who knows? It's the 1600s. Why does anyone do anything? He also left behind a widow and she reported that he would appear in her bedroom every night, like smiling and gasping for air. And then he would rape her. So every for 16 years, the way that I saw it written was like, he thought he was still just performing his marital duties. Did they really just pick on this guy because he was super old? Like why this dude? (laughs) Maybe he wasn't dead. Maybe because the fact that he was like over 30, he just looks so old. And everyone's like, you're fucking dead. Get into the grave. He's like, I'm not. Excuse me. And he's knocking on the doors being like, hello, I'm not dead. Please. I don't want to sleep in the ground anymore. It's cold. That's totally what it was. He's he's just hungry. He's just hungry. (laughs) Poor guy is trying to tell his wife and she's like, he raped me. And he's like, please just give me food. I'm just going to fucking eat you if you don't just give me a sandwich. <laughs> That's why he ate them. He was just a hungry old man. When someone looks like somebody else, he's a dead ringer. That's what it is. Have you heard the, oh my that, God. where that comes from? Because apparently they used to put bells with a long string down into the grave. So yeah. that if someone did come back to life, they could be like, I'm alive, bitches. Ring, ring, ring. Yes, and they would come I know. and like dig you out and be like, oh, sorry. You just like looked super dead. That's my dead <laughs> ring up. Wow. Isn't that wild? Can you imagine? That's probably one of my worst fears is to be buried alive. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, poor Yuri. Now I just feel really sorry for him. Yeah, definitely never, never rape people. But, you know. No, I don't, I don't know his reasoning for that. Finally, eventually, after 16 years, everyone had had jack of him. So nine villagers got together, including the priest. And they dug up his grave and found him completely intact and smiling at them. Ah! So, but it gives me shivers. It's so gross. Yeah, because like even if it was – it's 16 years. Like that's a long time for a body. Just, he should just be bones. Especially back then. I think now they make coffins airtight that people are just like, whatever, you look the same, maybe a little bit like mummified. Mm, but back then, okay. yeah, it should have been like decomposed. Yeah, like worms are, they've had at you at that point. Oh, yeah. So anyway, there he was. He was smiling. The priest tried to invoke the name of Jesus Christ which did nothing. Um, And another of the men, I think it was the mayor, tried to stab him in the heart with a hawthorn stick. The stig just bounced off Yuri's chest so it didn't even pierce his skin. And then finally one of the men took either an axe or a saw, so that's iffy depending on who's telling the story, and chopped Yuri's head off. And then legend goes that once the blade cut the skin on his neck, he let out a blood-curdling scream. Blood poured from his neck Filled the graveyard with all this blood. Apparently there's so much blood in this oh. man. That was that. The end. He, was he never done. came back. Yeah, and he was done. And there's there's obviously like no real cold hard facts except for that it's a legend. Except that Yuri, he was a real person. Like there's documents of his birth and death. So was he, did they have the concept of vampires before him? And then they were like, oh, this is what he is? Or did this sort of like lead to the legend? Yeah, so there's a bit of a debate as to whether he was the start of it or whether it existed before. The Strigon, from what I could find, that that all sort of started to happen I guess like the stories of those vampires around the same time but that was there was also plagues and everything you know at that point in time so whether or not he led to some of the now known like traditions of vampires like you know right like the the sexualization and the not caring about Jesus Christ and the stake in the heart that's different because a stake in the heart normally kills a vampire I can't imagine just walking around being back in those days thinking that stuff existed just how terrified you would be oh totally where that is truth absolute truth no wonder like everyone was so fucked up and they did crazy shit r.i.p yuri thank you for giving us finally this time let's talk about the reviews for this book for vampire claws yes this book i will actually read the uh synopsis first which was very long and had a lot of spoilers i felt so i cut it down a little bit okay good i'm like don't tell me the whole book. You know when you see those trailers and you're like, oh, I just watched the whole movie. 
I don't need to watch yeah. it now. That's what this was like. Matt doesn't so watch trailers at all anymore now because of that. Yeah. Vampire Claws. Taviano is nearly 200 years old and never wakes in the same place twice. When Taviano spots a handsome young man in Boston loaded down with presents and is about to be mugged, he can't help but intervene. Before he knows what's happened, Taviano is wrapped up in Paul's arms. A vampire turned into a Christmas elf? What could go wrong? Or what could go right? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't realize when I chose this book, I just saw the cover and I was like, oh, this is funny. I read the title and I was like, this is our next book done. And even though I'm like a queer person, it didn't occur to me that it was like a gay book. Because the cover is a very, very muscular man with a Mm -hmm. back tattoo of a tree. He's like looking over his shoulder sexily. And then there's another like close up <laughs> face shot of a man looking like, yeah. you know, kind of like vampire stare. And I thought it was the yes. same dude. I was like, oh, it's just because he's so sexy. They put two pictures of him. <laughs> it didn't at all co- occur oh, to me that, oh, they're two separate guys. <laughs> yeah. You sweet summer child. <laughs> yeah. Until I like started to read it and I was like, oh, they're gay yeah. for each other. Okay. And then I actually mm-hmm. looked at it and I was like, oh, one of them has a goatee one of them's blonde one of them has brown hair like oh my god (laughs) well and you said remember you said you didn't actually read the synopsis because in the synopsis it's like this is gay this is a gay novel gay love (laughs) everywhere is mentioned i didn't want to be spoiled yeah and you weren't it was a true shock okay and robert winter i think he's a gay man although it doesn't i couldn't find anywhere that specifically Mm. said he is but i'm gonna assume because he writes a lot of gay romances yeah Gay male romances. And he used to be a lawyer. Here is a five-star review of Vampire Claws. Rachel says, It's completely endearing and romantic and sexy. I just love this take on vampires. The differences and uniquenesses to them was fresh and fun. And I love Taviano and Paul and the connection between them, both physical, emotional, and actual historical. Loved this. I would Hmm. love to see more paranormal romance from Robert. (laughs) And then we have Kate, who says, Couldn't get into it. Didn't like Paul at all. And I stopped reading it completely once before starting again and forcing it. It's only 100 pages. Mm. Like, why would you stop? Yeah. It has to be super bad. All right. So let's get into this book. The Vampire Claws by Robert Winter. So we open our tale on a cold winter's night in Boston. And our protagonist, Taviano, is crouched on some rooftops overlooking a little snowy village with some people bustling by in their scarves and hats in their snow. I see gargoyle. <laughs> totally. I was so into this imagery. This is when I thought this is going to be a good book because I immediately was like, I want to see this on a canvas. I want to see this in a movie. A vampire crouched on like a church rooftop with snow looking down at everyone. Beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. And just mm-hmm. the, yeah, it's very beautifully written this book and he's very articulate so he is also then he's jumping from rooftop to rooftop uh he's soaring overhead but they haven't quite told us yet that he's a vampire so there's leading into like Mm -hmm. they just he just straight up went right into it that there's just a dude on a rooftop and he's jumping from rooftop to rooftop (laughs) why we don't know (laughs) we've got no idea obviously he has some sort of superhuman strength he's soaring he's soaring across these rooftops um he's all in black in the hopes that nobody will see him but no one cares they're busy shopping they're not paying attention to anything they're just trying to get out of the cold and but he says he doesn't mind if someone sees him because he's just going to change their memory and it's still we don't know that if he's a vampire so we're like okay what how the fuck can he do that i guess he has like that men in black flasher thing where he can just like change their memory yeah (laughs) he's soaring and then he's landed on the church and he's creeping. He's creepily looking into this church. If anyone looked up, like imagine if you're doing the sign of the cross, do you look up? God help, God, whatever. And then you look up and you see. <laughs> God, God, whatever. That's exactly what it is. God, God, whatever. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> see a second, the, the sexy vampire Jesus. Staring down at you longingly like, can I come in? Yeah. Because you do kind of, yeah, you get the sense that he's like, he's longing to be part of the church as he's staring in there. He's like, he's not looking at it viciously like he wants to eat everyone. He's looking at it like, I want to come in and pray with you guys. Like, come on, someone invite me in. 
yeah, he really is, and it, it, he he seems sad, doesn't he? He's, He's a, a sad, lonesome. sad, lonely vamp. Um, I guess at this point you're kind of like, I guess he's a vampire. Also, I read the title before I read this book. So <laughs> I'm cluing in to the clues that he's a vampire. Yes. Yeah. It also says though that if he uses the like the memory modification tricks, his, his um, pretentious gift is what is how he describes it. But it makes the demon that shares his body even more hungry. And he sort of loses control over his body. So I thought that was really cool. I'd never, I, from what I've read, vampires have never had demons inside of them before. Um, yeah. So like he's, that aspect. It's interesting. He's sort of like inter, uh, externalized his vampirism. Is that a word? Probably yeah. not. But it's mm, like he's separated his human self from his vampire self. And he's sort of like yeah. referring to his vampire self as a demon. As we get more into the, the queer parts of this book, it does become kind of like an allegory for struggling with your sexuality and coming out and all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting yeah. that the author did that, or it's just like a really clever thing that he did. And it, yeah, I think it's very clever. And and also at this point, when I was reading, I was like, well, is there really a demon? Or, or is he just, yeah, like you said, just thinking of that as an outside part of himself. So it seems like he's a little bit hungry and he's he doesn't want to have anyone see him so he's being very careful but he's also still like pressing his face up against some window <laughs> i hope they don't look over here <laughs> a tap of fangs just on the, on the window there's that fucking vampire again someone just let him in no he's a vampire we don't want him to eat us but he's so fucking lonely He's crying blood, a single <laughs> blood teardrop. Yeah, gross. Okay, so uh, then it describes his reflection. He has thin mm, hair. Thick. Thick? I wrote yeah. thin. It's, he's a balding vampire. No, it's thick. It's thick and black. <laughs> oh my god, my autocorrect is trolling me. Okay, yes, that makes more sense because I was like, that's a fucking weird thing to say. Okay. Thick hair. He has eyeballs. Like obsidian, which is if you watch Game of Thrones, Dragon Glass. Really mm -hmm. dark hair, olive skin, and those beautiful eyes. But also, like, creepy, because if his eyes are just all black. He also has full lips, in case you're mm. wondering. He's yeah. ready for your kisses. I appreciate that it's sort of up to us to decide whether he's good-looking or not. Very descriptive, you know. Tiger Tears are just flat out said. They say Greek, he would look like a Greek god, and he was hot. So I've like Robert Winter has put a lot more effort into the descriptions in this book, I feel. Like I said earlier, he's a gay man, so he is able to describe him. Although the author of Tiger Tears was presumably a straight female. Ooh, I feel like so <laughs> I'm going to like paint with a broad brush about gay men right. in this, I, f I think, because there's a couple notes in my, th in my uh, notes on the book where I'm like, I don't know, but... I just want to suffice it to say I've spent a lot of time with gay men and I'm definitely yeah. not talking about all of them when I, when I make the notes that I'm making. So mm -hmm. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but just no, a warning there. He also has perpetual stubble. So he tries yeah. to shave his beard off and it just comes back because when he was turned into a vampire, that's how he looked and you can never change how you look. Jeez. Yeah. He's lucky. He's lucky that stubble is back and that it's, yeah. Yeah, and he didn't have some sort of, like, silly hipster mustache that was, like, twirled up at the end that he yeah. did as a joke for a party, and now he's stuck with it. Yeah, well, like, imagine if he'd gotten drunk and, like, one of his friends shaved an eyebrow off or something, and then he got turned. Yeah. <laughs> how he looks forever. It's cool you're a vampire and all, but, like, what's up with your yeah. eyebrow? Oh, well, let me start. 800 years ago, I was at a kager. <laughs> It was cool. I appreciated the detail. Mm -hmm. And then even if he, yeah, so even if he shaves, it just comes straight back. He misses the church, even though he no longer belongs there, which is a very sad thing for him to say. Um, and I have to say, I don't agree. I don't miss church. I never want to go there. Thank you very much. <laughs> you can turn me into a vampire. I went to Catholic private school. <laughs> Why didn't I know this? Did you? Yeah, for kindergarten grade one. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. But I didn't know, not all through like high school, but yeah, which oh. is so weird because my mom is a staunch atheist, 
But for some reason, my dad won that argument between them. And she was like, okay, send her to Catholic school. And I remember going to mass with my class and being fucking terrified because I was, as soon as I walked into the church, I was just thinking like, fuck, shit, penis, vagina, fuck, shit. Just like all the bad words. And I literally thought lightning through the ceiling, smiting me. God is going to get me right now. Oh my God. That's wild. It was, um, it's also something that I do when I do see my dad, when I go visit him now, he'll make us go to church. But it's not Catholic church anymore, thankfully. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I've never been to church. Not once? No. I think I've been for a, a funeral. I've never, oh. ever. We used, to have, we used to have scripture at school. And so the, like people would come in and teach you about the Bible. And I remember just saying, yeah, I'm Catholic. It's like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, no, no, I am. I just never said it because all my friends were Catholic and I wanted to go and just... But no, I've never been to church. At You're all. so lucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Taviano wouldn't agree. He would be like, oh, "No, that's so sad for you because he loves church and he's so sad." Yeah, he does love church. Mm-hmm. Little Tavi. Yeah, and we get the sense now that he is the a type of guy who really enjoys Christmas and he misses it. Mm-hmm. And it was obviously like a big deal for his family, two hundred years ago, whenever he was a human. Yeah. And he was somewhat somehow involved in the church. He goes into a lot of um, detail as to what the church does around Christmas time. And it also tells us that he served as an altar boy. He was big time into it. And, he's, and his friends used to make fun of him for how into the church he was. And then we start to learn about one of his friends who is Caligero. 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 Calegro? I don't know. I think it's Caligero. Don't they do like that soft G? Yeah. So Caligero was a childhood friend that he used to mess around with. So they would like get it on. It turns out that at some point they felt guilty. Obviously, this is like way back in the day in like the 1840s. I think we find out that he was a teenager in the 1840s. And so obviously like gay, being gay was not okay. And so uh, his friend ends up kind of being like, we can't do this anymore. We need to go marry women and, you know, be live, lead quote unquote normal lives. And, and Taviano is really upset by that. Yeah. He's heartbroken. And he's saying like, yeah, if he, even if he'd never become a vampire, he couldn't have shared a life with Caligero, Caligero. Uh, and his family had been uneasy about their friendship. So I'm guessing like they obviously knew that they were spending too much quote-unquote time together you can spend time with your friend but why do you have to sit in his lap like that's a little mm. weird yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> totally. it sounds like from this intro and we're not that far in he just doesn't like being a vampire i guess it's a little bit like edward from twilight but and then we learn about how he became a vampire which in vampire lore is called being sired oh i didn't know that that's i do because I'm into vampires, oh. Renee. Do you know I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I read Twilight. I watched Blade. Get it? Go. If so, if you came across a vampire, and would you let them feed on you? No, would you let them feed off Just of you? Just feed off of me? Sure. Yeah, like you know how they have those... Did you ever watch Interview with a Vampire? Yeah. That was a really good movie. Good that was a good movie. Too. And they, they would just have these like women that they would just feed off and then have sex with. Yeah, there was like a storyline in Buffy about that. There was basically the equivalent of like going to like a crack house if you're a drug addict where they would go and these men would let women like feed off of them and it like made them feel powerful and stuff. But it's not like a sexual thing for me. It's just more of an interesting lore thing. So I don't know. I guess I would if they were like, oh, I'm super hungry and be like, okay, but I wouldn't be like turned on by it. Yeah. How do you know unless you try it? Try it. <laughs> it's basically like if you can't have a life with Calagero, then he's just going to go to God. And his family, it seems, I think it gets confirmed later on, but it seems like his family's like, well, either you do this or you never see us again. Which is probably such a true thing that has happened in real life. Mm-hmm. Imagine okay. if you're part of the Catholic church and you're gay and your parents are like, no, 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 you cannot go and be with men. Like just never have sex and become a priest. And they're like, okay, I'll do that to like maintain my relationship with my family. Let's just don't hate gay people. Yeah, maybe just don't do that. So, yeah, they send, they send him off to be with the ultimate man, God. <laughs> okay, but I have to say, religious people are so fucking obsessed with Jesus. Like, they're all gay for Jesus, even if they're straight, right? 
they're like, I was, I just, I love Jesus so much. Like he cares about me and they have pictures of him everywhere. And he's like topless and it's like, right. The like thing around his waist is like riding mm-hmm. down. So it's like really close mm-hmm. to like the top. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And he's kind of sexy with his like matted hair. <laughs> if anyone is religious, this is really offensive. They're going to be so offended. <laughs> I don't know why they would be listening in the first place, but okay. (laughs) He gets turned by a vampire named Bronislav, who caught him when he was drunk wandering the alleys. He was basically so upset about his relationship ending with Caligero that he was just like, I'm just going to get fucking drunk and I'm going to take off. And so then this guy found him and was cornered him and basically turned him. And he was like, I don't care because life means nothing if I don't get to be with my dude. And the... it describes it as putting a blood beast inside of him. So this is obviously the demon that Taviano is talking about. So once he's turned, he is then bound by vampire law, which in this mm-hmm. book, in this realm or whatever, is that he can't touch silver. That will hurt him. He can't be in the sun. It's pretty common. And then he yeah. can't be in any holy sanctuary. So this is why he's looking so longingly at the church. And he's yes. heard all of this from Bronislav. Bronislav is yeah. like, now you're a vampire. You're part of my crew. Don't try and put on a silver necklace. Don't try and go have a tan and no praying for you, dude. And he's like, yeah. okay. The obvious one of like, you cannot go into someone's house without being invited. It's such an interesting, intricate part of the vampire lore that doesn't apply to like zombies or ghosts or any other sort of paranormal creature. It's a very specific, and I wonder where that came from, that you have yeah, to be invited. It's very polite of them. <laughs> Maybe because so many vampires are tortured souls and they don't really want to be killing. And so it's become that law that like, okay, well, I'm only going to do it if they let me in. Maybe. Or what if it was like just because vampires were too scary and so people just started to be like, but they can't come in unless we say it's okay, right? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's totally it. <laughs> like, okay, I can sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what I read last night is that vampires, so modern day vampires, if they existed, if they were real, would be able to see themselves in a reflection because mirrors are no longer made of silver. That's interesting. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Fun fact. At this point, we also learn he doesn't really like killing. He's not into that. So he basically waits until he's starving before he's yeah. willing to feed. So he's not very good at being a vampire. That's also really dangerous, though, because when he's really hungry, his demon is really powerful. And that's when that struggle between Taviano and the demon comes from, because when he's super hungry, the demon wants to get at anything he can. And so he's kind of like a um, a vampire Dexter. So he just kind of, he, he finds thugs and rapists or murderers, and he stalks them, makes sure that they're baddie, and then he kills them. He's found a way to feed in a, a way that makes it okay for him and his Catholic guilt. Because he also says that he really wants to kill himself because he can't stand living this way. But also his Catholic guilt is like, no, 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 you cannot kill yourself. Like that's a huge sin. So he's just sort of stuck in this life where he's trying to be a good guy and also struggle with this demon that's inside of him. Yeah, which is wild because it's, the way that he talks is that like he's going to hell no matter what. So why yeah. not just kill yourself? And so sometimes he also like will just eat them or feed off of them and then erase their memory with his magical memory eraser. And then mm-hmm. we learn about ichor, which is an important mm. part of this book, which is instead of blood running through a vampire's body, they have this other substance called ichor, which heals humans and also heals themselves. So if you like, yes. if you slash a vampire with a knife, it'll open up and then it'll just immediately heal with ichor which i haven't seen that before in vampire lore this no i haven't either it was really cool and Mm -hmm. so it's like a clear fluid that comes from his fangs as well it can drip out of his fangs as well as like i guess anywhere anywhere else anywhere else Mm. (laughs) wait for it (laughs) but generally he feels like he's a monster he fucking hates himself and this is just such an allegory for being gay so imagine if you are a catholic person you have this drive inside of you that you can't control which is to have sex with men if you're a gay man Mm -hmm. and then what the catholic church tries to do is like separate that from you and try and say like oh this is a thing that you can just control just like ignore it be very pious and it will never bother you 
except that that's like clearly not the case like people are still going to struggle they're still going to want to have sex and like express their sexuality there's no yeah. way to just hide it which is what no. taviano is struggling with with his vampire vampirism and it's the same thing it's like just a huge metaphor for how he struggles with his sexuality yeah, that's, that's very you're spot on and it's not even just the catholic church right most religions mm -hmm. like we're saying it's catholic in this sense but yeah it's a lot of religions it's... so oh i love this book it's good it's good so then a fellow vampire suddenly appears in this little area that he's in and she tries to like shoo him away yeah shoo him <laughs> but she tries to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, like yeah. shoo shoo, go away. Um, this is like my part of town. Can you please leave? But no, yeah, they, they get in a fight. He wins, yeah. And, and in this part, it mentions that she's, she appears to be no more than 20, though that meant nothing because he looks 22, but that's just how old they were when they, when they became vampires. So yeah, he wins. So it's sort of like, it's not a massive fight, but he kind of just shows off his power a little bit. And she, she said, I just, think demons... sorry, I'm just thinking about how his hair, his beard is like stuck at stubble, right? Can you imagine yeah. if you got turned as a, as a vampire in like the fifties or sixties and you had like a crazy beehive <laughs> and then you just were stuck, but you're like this hardcore vamp who's like wearing leather and stuff, but you have like yeah. 1950s massive hair. Sorry. <laughs> Continue, continue. So this vamp, we don't know her hair, but she's no, she's fighting him. Her. She's got piercings <laughs> all up her ears. They're demons of fighting from within each other. It shows that he's more powerful. So she's like, right, and he and he basically is not going to be here for very long. I'm only going to stay the night. She's like, if I see you by tomorrow morning, then you're toast because this is my territory. There's a few of us here, but you need to go. And she says Boston's been claimed for. A century they've been around for a long time so anyway he says yeah that's fine i'm gone so she's gone but um, she doesn't just leave she backflips away yeah she does a so backflip and then she takes off which i thought was so amazing because if i could do a backflip i would do it all the time i would literally backflip out of rooms or if someone was like i'm pregnant i'd be like woohoo and like do a backflip like people who can backflip do not use it enough at all they don't you would just do it constantly just backflip out of it, any conversation that you didn't yeah. want to be a part of sorry I why not my <laughs> totally we learned that like vampires sort of take over areas and mm. they get super pissed if another vampire comes in because they're like these are my people this is where i feed like you fuck off yeah super territorial and then he's sort of just chilling he's looking at the stars he's hanging out on the rooftop and then he hears something happening below and he looks down and sees sees a man walking with like huge bags he's kind of struggling with the bags he's um he can smell peppermint <laughs> and, which is just so funny <laughs> there's loose candy canes there's festive wrapping and and bows and this young man's wearing a snug red sweater and red corduroy pants. How festive. Mm-hmm. Very festive. He's having, yeah. like, a nice little Christmas moment. He's not wearing a coat, and so Taviano can tell that he's very cold. And then he's singing jingle bells to himself. Not very good. He's completely off-key. He has blonde hair, like you said, and it, like, glinted in the moonlight. And I imagined him... I don't know why. I just immediately pictured Kevin McAllister when he's carrying all those shopping bags after he leaves the store down the street and he's like do 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 and then they just break open <laughs> yeah <laughs> can you imagine that like crossover if then kevin McAllister was encountered by a vampire <laughs> that would be so funny maybe this is it his name's paul though but well maybe he just changed his name after all the trauma of like being constantly left by his family he had to enter witness protection to escape all the burglars <laughs> and this is where he ended up as a gay man in boston hanging out with vampires I love that for him. <laughs> Taviano then notices three figures that are just like basically stalking this young man. He drops his bags, but then he bent over to pick them up and he displays a shapely behind <laughs> and a glimpse of his underwear, which has mistletoe on it. So he's like fully into the Christmas moment. Yeah. Head he's committed to toe. To the bit. He's very happy. He's unaware of what's going on. And so it's, it upsets Taviano even more that this man is just like trying to live his best little Christmas life and these guys who he describes as like wolves are stalking him. So Taviano starts 
jumping, I'm assuming he's like jumping across the roofs to follow, to just keep an eye on the situation. Then the guy's kind of, how do, how would you describe it? Right. Yeah. He sort of corners the little Christmas man. Taviano can sense just through his vampire senses that like, they're not up. They're not just making conversation. They're going to do some bad shit, but he like stops them and, you know, they're kind of just being like stereotypical bullies being like, where are you taking those presents? Hmm? What are you doing? And sort of surround him. And he's like, I'm taking them to some kids. And he's like, oh, yeah. What do you got in there? You got something for my niece? So I like pushing him, that kind of stuff. And Paul's just like, come on. Like, I'm just trying to get these to some kids in a shelter. He doesn't really seem too scared from the outside. Taviana can sense that, like, he's nervous. But the way that Paul is talking, it's it's almost like he's been through this shit before. And he's like, oh, fuck, come on. Like, just let me get on with my night. As Taviano's watching from the shadows, the the muggers pull out a knife because Paul is desperate to not give up these gifts. He's like, I, please don't take them. He's just not giving up to the to the muggers. He's yeah. like, no, I want to take these gifts. I'm delivering them somewhere. You're not going to fucking get them, which is so wholesome. I know. He's just like a good guy. Yeah, he is. It seems like he, he does cut Paul, doesn't he? Yeah. In the shoulder. Yeah, and then at this point, Taviano's like, nah, nobody is ruining this Christmas, man. I'm going to interfere. He grabs the guy with the knife and he twists his hand so he drops the knife. And then he yeah, drags him right. into the shadows. Yes. And then he bites him and his blood beast then is like freaking out. He's like, yeah, bitch, we're yeah. getting fed. Woo! Burr, 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 burr. Oh. <laughs> totally losing it. And... <laughs> Taviano is like a little bit worried because he's like, oh shit, because he knows if he triggers his blood beast, he's not going to be able to stop. And he's worried mm-hmm. he's then going to feed on all of them, including the little Christmas man who is just going about his day. He licks his lips clean and he moves back out of the darkness. And the other two guys are like shitting themselves at this point. So like, fuck, where have you taken our, what is going on? And they're like, oh, we're just having some fun. I'm like, we're just teasing him. Let's calm down. They run off there because they're so scared of Taviano. And then he goes to tend to Paul. Ta- Paul received a knife wound to his shoulder. Instantly, as soon as he goes over to help Paul, he's like attracted to him. Paul asks him who he is and Taviano just says, I'm someone who likes Christmas. If you could erase like a memory, what would you erase? Nothing traumatic, but like, mm-hmm. do you have anything that you did that is like fucking ridiculous that you just want to get rid of? <sighs> Probably a lot of drunk moments. <laughs> Just cringy moments, you know? <laughs> yeah, that no matter how much time has passed, you look back on, you're like, why does that still exist as a memory yeah, in my head? Yeah, 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 totally. I was at a party once and I was like leaving. And I was like, bye everybody, I'm going. And I had like a whole bunch of stuff in my hands. Somehow that made it more embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And I was walking backwards and I was like, okay, see ya. And I opened the door behind me, go in <laughs> and I closed it. I'm in a closet. I walked <laughs> backwards into a closet and then shut it and no one decided to tell me beforehand they just sort of watched me like where the fuck are you going and so then i had to come out of the closet and be like okay now i'm really leaving out the door (laughs) it was so fucking embarrassing oh yeah raise that it's funny though this is funny yeah he's like tending to paul Mm -hmm. and he's like super turned on by him Yep. He's handsome, he's young, he's in his early 20s, so they're the same age, even though Taviano is like 200 years old 200 or whatever. years old, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul smells like hamburger grease and, and coffee. Also rosemary and lemons. Yeah, that's a weird combo, is that, for sure. I, I, I don't, maybe all Italians smell like that and we just can't tell. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Apparently, we too, I've got a, I have an, an Indian friend and she said like Caucasians like like uh, those of us that like eat a lot of dairy and and cheat, drink milk and eat cheese and stuff we stink of dairy I've heard that too that we smell like sour yeah. milk yeah yeah which oh. is so gross because that's like the worst smell ever yeah they're sort of chatting and he's like oh well I can always erase his memory later like let's just keep yeah. chatting why not yeah he wants to know where the bags are going and why he doesn't have a coat on and like what he's doing at this time of night and Paul is like, he's, he's obviously a little bit scared, but he is, he's still kind of like intrigued by Taviano. Paul's like, oh, Taviano, that's an interesting name. Where does that come from? He tells him he's from Naples. And then Paul responds by saying, awesome sauce. Yeah. Which starts this whole thing about how 
but they tried robert winter tried to show the age difference between them through paul's ridiculous vocabulary and the sayings that he has which i was like so not here for i hated it i like and i don't know if maybe it's just because we're in our 30s <laughs> mid mid 30s <laughs> mid, mid to late-ish yeah speak for yourself mid 30s for me <laughs> but i don't know if that's just because we don't know how the youth talk anymore but i don't know anyone in their 20s that talk like paul does it was so cringy and i felt like for 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 how well written this book was this ruined it because mm -hmm. he says so like we'll, i mean it'll come up more the more things that he does but it's just like ah, oh, I don't. I can't imagine someone like Taviano really then being that attracted to him because this just highlights how far apart they are. And the sayings that Robert Winter used, it's like those. I don't think they're ever genuinely used. I think that people use those completely sarcastically, not like yeah. awesome sauce. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, like ugh. and also that I, saying was just terrible to begin with. Hate it. Maze balls gets used at some point, mm -hmm. which again was just like an ironic thing to say, or you'd say it on the internet for sure. But he says it all. He's like a total. He every ridiculous saying comes out of this dude. So Are you um, imagining him with like a full Boston accent as well. No. Oh my god, that totally changes. And then he's like, "Assim sass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go park the car. You stay here, Taviano. Let's go to my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god now i'm gonna call him pal okay so pal is bleeding and then taviano's like why the fuck don't i want to like eat this guy he's like bleeding mm. in front of me he's confused because his blood demon is just sort of like meh it's fine yeah no big deal okay so here's another one of paul's ridiculous sayings he's like oh i don't mm. care like i'm fine my shoulder's okay it's gonna be super gangsta if i have a scar yeah I, yeah, I get how that person that, that gave the one-star review didn't like Paul because I like yeah. I like him, but he's just a try-hard. He's a bit of a try-hard. Yeah, a little bit. I also just can't imagine, like, a gay man saying gangsta. They don't sort of, like, idolize. This is one of the moments where I'm going to, like, generalize about the gay man mm. population, but I just don't feel like mm. they idolize the gangster lifestyle as much as, like, straight men do. Yeah. So I don't think they, like, I'm going to be gangsta. Like, that's not really part of their thing. He's I could be wrong. Seems, Paul seems super cringy. Asks Taviano, like, can you tell me what happened or would you have to kill me? Taviano's like, look, don't worry. Like, I'm not going to hurt you, but it's probably best if we just forget about how we met. I think that Taviano then makes the decision that he's going to fix his wound for him. At this point, he uses his ichor, which is like his own blood. Mm -hmm. And he puts it onto the scar, which then cause it basically to heal instantly and it's not going to have a scar he asks taviano if he's a ninja which again it's like okay <laughs> yeah and i sort of got i was under the impression that like paul really thought that yeah he's like not the smartest tool in the shed or the sharpest <laughs> taviano can't go over how good paul smells either he had to get pretty mm. close to him to to fix his wound and he's like fuck this guy smells good yeah, he um, wants to run his fingers through his hair, but he doesn't want to touch him because he's worried about what he's going to do. So then he's like, yeah, I'm totally a ninja with the CIA. And Paul's like, the CIA oh. doesn't have ninjas, you <laughs> idiot. Like, that's what the CIA does. They're training people to, like, use swords and shit. No. Well, maybe. Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I, I haven't socialized for a long time. A lot of our yeah. friends are gay men. I can't imagine my gay, gay male friends being like, yeah dude yeah brah it's super like faux masculine you, you're really trying to show how masculine you are that's just how how i perceive it anyway it's like very teenagerish too so they're basically like joking around about him being a ninja taviano runs his finger along paul's cheek and then paul's like seriously dude i think you're uh awesome yeah <laughs> No, that's not romantic. What the fuck? What Taviano sees in him besides that, like, he's hot. And I guess maybe he likes that he's dumb. But we do find out later why he's so attracted to him. Stay tuned. Yeah. Taviano's imagining, like, what it would be like to have Paul in his arms. And then they're having this moment. Seems like they're about to kiss. And then a siren goes past. Ruins the moment. Yeah, a huge cock-blocking ambulance. It's just like, yeah. no sex, no sex, no sex, yeah. no sex. <laughs> But he notices that Paul has a boner. 
even though they've yeah. like sort of like shifted and they're away from each other he's like oh he's adjusting his pants he must be hard yes. for me taviano says like, well what are, what's happening with the bags can you tell me paul says that he's uh, there's a shelter for lgbtq kids and he's been volunteering there for a few months so he's going to take some presents over to the kids who have had a pretty shitty deal in life well, he describes their shitty deal in life as these kids are going to get shafted come Christmas morning like the biggest dick without lube. It's a nice so. way to describe things about children. <laughs> they sort of start walking towards the shelter. Taviano is again like, I'll just help him to the shelter and then I'll change his memory. Like he keeps thinking, I got to do it, but he's putting it off. He's putting it off. He's putting it off. Taviano can basically smell that Paul is super excited about being with him. And then at some point he changes his mind. He's like, oh, I can't go deliver presents wearing this like bloody sweater. Let's go to my place and I'll change. So then he's like, I guess I'll just go to his place and then I'll change his memory. Like he keeps putting it off still. Yeah. yeah. And and still at this point, like his demon's just completely calm. It's not even stirring. Like it's just like, yeah, this is fine. Like you're fully having this contact with the human, but he doesn't want to hurt him at all. Taviano's like, what is going on? Like this is really strange. And they're just they're just like chatting. And Taviano really likes that because this is the first time that he's just had like a normal interaction with somebody. So he's enjoying that. And then they get to Paul's apartment block and it's a shithole. And he's still he, <laughs> It's run down. Obviously Paul doesn't have a ton of money. Taviano starts kind of freaking out because he's like if he doesn't invite me in, I'm going to be stuck outside his, his apartment. Like, yeah. he's sort of, like, worried, like, is he going to invite me in? What am I going to do? How am I going to get around this? Well, oh, he's right. saying one time that he he tried to break that. Oh, it's almost like there's an invisible barrier between the outside and someone's house. And he tried one time to get through and, like, basically just let his demon out. But he still couldn't penetrate it. But then they get to the door and he sort of, Paul just goes in and mm. Taviano is stuck outside. But then Paul yeah. just turns and goes, Bro, come in. The barrier basically just dissolves and Taviano's in. Yeah, and he's kind of like enamored by this. He's like, oh, he's so sweet. He just invited me and he doesn't know me. He's yeah. so naive. How sexy. Yeah, he... So I think this is like the groundwork. Paul is like an airheaded, naive person who's just like, I love Christmas and I want to help kids. And I don't really think beyond that. Whereas Taviano's yes. this like deep thinker who has gone through all this stuff. Yeah, that's a really um, good point. Taviano also notices that like one of Paul's windows is the latch doesn't work. Yeah, and he has a tiny little Christmas tree that's decorated and a futon couch, which oh. is fucking the worst. Have you ever tried to sleep on a futon, like a genuine yeah. old school 90s futon? They suck. They're, They're the just worst. Like one from like 10 years ago. Just or even just sitting on them. Absolutely I had terrible. one when I was a teenager. It was my bed the whole time I was <laughs> basically a teenager. And it was one of those ones where it's like, it weighed like 700 pounds and we'd have to try and like roll it up and then like tie it together on both ends to move it. And it was like moving an obese dead body. It was oh terrible. It was the worst. And I have like trauma from it. So I read that and I was like, he has a futon. Taviano should just fucking rip his head off. <laughs> and also this, this futon should be burned because Taviano can smell that it's covered in cum. Oh yeah. Fucking gross. Like, oh god, Paul. The more we talk about him, the less I actually like him. He's, I mean, he's sweet. He's doing some nice things, but he's gross. You can imagine that, like, doesn't wash up all the time. You know, he'd occasionally have a shower. Yeah, he's one of those people where you're like, oh, bless your heart. Mm. But also stay 12 feet away from me because you kind of smell. Yeah. Can you imagine if you took, like, a black light to his futon? No. It would light no. up, like, Times Square, man. And the food, it's a, this is a studio apartment, isn't it? So Paul's getting undressed because he obviously needs to get rid of his bloody sweater. And he's dressed in like only his low slung corduroys. Taviano notices that he's got like a big tattoo of a tree on his back. And he's lean and he has skin like cream. And then we get into this series of the author describing his skin as so fucking white and pasty. Do you notice that he's like ghost like skin is like cream it was blinding white against the black of his tattoo was like attractive to Taviano. So this guy never sees the sun. Pasty, 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 pasty. <laughs> Maybe. And, and it's, it's quite a contrast to Taviano's olive skin. You think they're trying to like create a comparison between Paul and like Santa? Is that what <laughs> yeah. is going for here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's like clearly dressed like Santa when he's like wearing all red and whatever. Mm. But meh. He has this big, huge tree on his back 
that Taviano is super excited about. It's missing a branch. He's imagining what his ghost-like skin would feel under his lips. And then again, he's still confused. He's like, now I'm seeing this guy with his shirt off and I don't want to eat him. What the fuck's going on? But he's like, instead he says he's hungry for his touch instead of his blood. He's filled with lust. He, he just wasn't sure though, like, if he did touch him, what would happen? So he's, then Paul kind of turns around, notices Taviano just staring at him. And he just stands there and allows Taviano to stare at him. He's very hesitant to act on his sexual desires because it says that he tried to get it on or he tried to get like sexy with someone years back and it felt like dragging a woolen cloth over a sunburn on his dick. I'm sunburnt right now. So horrible. And Paul's really excited. They start like stepping closer together. Yeah. And still the demon is just quiet. It's like basically asleep. Yeah. Taviano notices that Paul's pants are tenting outward. So he's a boner just by standing yeah. next to each other. Yeah. This is some intense shit. And then he can also hear with his super vampire ears that his heart is pounding. And then Taviano can smell pre-cum leaking. Oh, God. I had to ask an expert about this. Uh-huh. And apparently, and the expert is just my husband. He has a penis. <laughs> so apparently, because I was like, does that really happen? Like if you just turn on and he said, when you're young, it can happen. Oh, God. So, Yep, so anyway, it's leaking. So he's got some nasty underwear because I guess Taviano's like, oh, he's got pre-cum, that means he wants to kiss me. Then they start making out. And it's very, it's described very sweetly, actually, compared to kissing coronavirus with the, like, microwave fish tongue. Uh, This is like, this is sweet. It's nice. Yeah, it's like fingers combing through hair and, like, it's gentleness with the embrace. Taviano's just really, I think he's just relieved and kind of happy that he's getting this intimacy. Yeah. It does describe Paul's lips as being chapped, which I was like, ew. I'm imagining like a kind of dirty guy with chapped lips. I don't want to kiss that. Like, boys, buy yourself some chapstick. It's not emasculating. Just take care of your skin. Little moisturizer never hurt anybody. No one wants to, like, dry skin flakes on their mouth. Thank you very much. Did I just make a, like, sweet moment? Like, disgusting. (laughs) Taviana is desperate. Taviana can taste candy canes on Paul's lips because Paul had obviously licked one that he'd bought for the shelter. He can't believe it. He cannot believe that he's kissing someone. He's touching instead of taking, which I really liked, and kissing instead of drinking. I thought that was sweet. Again, a very beautiful allegory for, like, being closeted and having to hide who you are. And, like, needing to just, like, let it out. Yeah. So it says the boy Taviano had been fretted in his memories. All the teachings of his youth had warned that his desires were shameful. His angry father had beaten that lesson into his back. Then, ever since he'd turned, his humanity had only served his demon. His body was merely a vessel to give it agency. His limbs had power in order to subdue prey. He hunted and cornered, grasped, pierced, and drank to keep it fed. If he was a devil... If he ever yearned for the things he discovered with Caligero, their loss was necessary. It was only proper that he suffer. Which is like the same thing that gay people go through when they're struggling with their sexuality and people have told them that it's wrong the whole time, you know? It's like being gay is like being a demon. It's like being the devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, God, that makes me really sad. This is a comedy podcast, Renee. Yeah, no. <laughs> what are you doing? They're kissing. Taviano is very happy. Their tongues are dancing and exploring each other. And it's getting then... more passionate now. It's not as sweet as like the tongues are really exploring. He's like yeah. licking across his, each other's mouths. A bit too much though, because then it's like Paul slides his tongue between Taviano's lower lip and his gums. Why would you ever do that? I would immediately be like, no, you leave my house. Don't lick my teeth. That's not what we're doing right now. You're not yeah, like you my dentist. Anyone's teeth? No, anyone's never, teeth? never. Maybe it's like a joke if I'm being yeah. silly, but not, not a as sexy way. Fuck no. <laughs> I don't think I have either. Yeah, Paul's getting a bit nasty. Um, and then it says that Paul pressed his tongue flat against the roof of Taviano's mouth, which is another thing that I find very, very weird. Same. And I was reading this trying to do it to myself <laughs> to, to just like visualize it. I'm like, why are you, why, why are you doing that? <laughs> I know this whole thing. I was like, am I kissing wrong? Am I supposed to be licking people's teeth and then putting my tongue on the roof of their mouth that would tickle don't you think that would tickle and how do you get your tongue in that far in someone's mouth i don't know i don't know (laughs) 
And Taviana's wary that he's going to touch his fangs. So I guess this is why the the author did it is because he wanted Paul to figure out he was a vampire Mm. a la his tongue. So yeah, Yeah. during his like intense mouth spelunking moment, (laughs) Paul then like goes over one of his eye teeth and is like, what the fuck? This is super sharp. Which, did you not see his teeth? Yeah, he wouldn't (laughs) notice. He wouldn't notice. And he's like, oh shit. And then so Paul's like... Oh, what a ninja are you? He legitimate. This idiot legitimately thought that Taviano was a ninja. Yeah, I don't ninjas. Think he's being sarcastic. No, ninjas are Japanese. Number one, mm-hmm. this guy's Italian. You idiot! <laughs> You're not the sharpest tooth in the mouth, are you, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> but ta- but Paul is kind of like yeah, but he doesn't really care. And Taviano is upset. He feels like crime is just going to be all over. I'm going to have to erase his... Uh, really, this time, this time I'm going to have to erase his memory. But he doesn't. He just, like, clutches at his waist and is like, no, nah, come here, big boy. <laughs> Tell me what's going on. I felt like this was very um, Twilight, where Taviano says, do you want to know what I am? Paul says, yes. And he just whispers into his ear, vampire. Oh, yeah. It's like, you're fast. You don't go to sleep. Say it. <laughs> vampire and then he like grabs her and they like fly through the trees I have that <laughs> burned into my brain <laughs> he's like i'm an idiot of course vampire yeah and he doesn't know what to think about it but then t uh-huh. is like or taviano is like well even though i'm <laughs> even though i'm because he's my he's my buddy now t um yeah. t is like even though i'm a vampire can i still kiss you yeah dude <laughs> He's like, awesome sauce, man. Stick your tongue in my <laughs> mouth. Lick my lick my teeth. And he just, he does. He starts just like licking Taviano's teeth. They're, they're making out. It says that he's plundering his mouth. Then Paul pulls away and here's one of his, his delicious little quotes. He says, dude, oh man, you got game. And it's such a like tease too because they kind of start making out. And you're like, okay, they're going to get it on. Here we go. But then they keep stopping yeah. to talk. And I'm like, just fucking get on with it. Yeah, like if falls into it just fucking get on with it hurry up taviano's like well look we can we can do this we can make it out and i'll just let you forget it later and paul's like well can you just like can it just be like a sexy dream can i at least remember that mm-hmm. and i was like yeah no worries still doesn't erase his memory though he still wants to keep going so they have a bit more of a chat and we learn now that taviano is 129 but he was turned when he was 22 i would love to have been turned when i was 22 oh, i was then I was like yeah. running all the time energy <laughs> yeah i'd choose 25 because that was after i had my teeth done oh okay i have like i wouldn't want to be changed when my teeth were still crooked <laughs> you get Give me braces as a vampire they just keep going back <laughs> <laughs> yeah that wouldn't have been fun i can't imagine with crooked teeth give me like 28 it was probably peak yeah flat stomach nice yeah i guess teeth. i could do like 25 i was a little bit more mature 22 i was a little bit of a dope yeah yeah but you're mature once you once you're 200 years old and then paul is like i have so many more questions but first do you want to make out more which i was like eye roll oh my god okay yeah we get it obviously taviano is like yeah i want to make out more but then he he like jumps with paul across the room but he's holding him yeah but then they flip in the air and taviano lands on his back and i read it like four times and i was trying to figure out is it like a mid-air somersault situation or is it like a jumping and a flipping and really did you really need to it's a tiny apartment so then paul is like that was so cool taviano says that paul is neat he's like you're neat do people still say that bloody blessing (laughs) and paul's like this is the best date of my life it's like really actually all you've done is (laughs) get nearly murdered and then brought a guy back to your apartment and now you're making out. Like, you haven't actually done anything. So yeah, what other yeah, dates has he had? I reckon he just no. brings dudes home. Mm-hmm. Paul is like, it's fine. Like, we're just two horny guys messing around. Yeah. And, yeah. And I immediately thought of, like, two wild and horny guys. <laughs> Do you remember that from SNL? No? Uh, no, because SNL is not as big over here. Uh, okay. And there's just more fucking chatting and less like... I enjoyed the chatting because at least it's explaining to us like how vampire things work and I don't feel like... At one point though, Paul asks a very important question, which I also want to know the answer to. He's like, am I a necrophiliac? Like if I fuck you? I'm like, yeah, are you? Because he is technically dead. Taviano's like, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Paul uses the word goat. He says he's a goat at dating. Ah, I do. No. 
No, Paul, you're not. No, thank you. I can tell you that. If you think that this date is the best one of your life, you're not a goat. No. (laughs) And then they head out for a walk. Hey, everybody. That is the end of part one of Vampire Claws. I really don't want to spoil you, but there is some serious vampire action. Things get way spicier and there's a little bit of a twist ending. So you're going to want to check back with us in January. And in the meantime, please stay safe. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we will see you in 2022.